0: Where's Anne? Where Where's Anne?
1: Today is Friday, May thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Time for episode one hundred seventy-three of the Barnhart Podcast. And I suspect I'm not the first today to wish you a blessed Bob Bellerman Day.
0: Hey, it's our boy, Bob. Yes, indeed. Love, love, love Bob Bellarmine, St. Robert Bellarmino, who wrote extensively about um, theoretical situations with regards to the papacy. And the thing that's interesting is that I think everyone has almost totally forgotten that uh, doctors, fathers, all of these saints um we're we're all on the same page that it simply was not possible for a pope to be a heretic because up until bergoglio happened everybody was on the same page who was an orthodox believing catholic that the uh petrine office enjoyed a supernatural protection as outlined and guaranteed by the second person of the triune godhead himself in the holy gospels that there was a super that there is a supernatural protection around the papacy and therefore if you had you know somebody doing things like denying the divinity of christ denying the existence of hell worshiping demons in the vatican putting demons on the um on the high altar of saint peter's basilica et cetera, et cetera that you know everybody was on the same page up until nine years ago that hey wait a minute slam on the brakes something here is completely wrong but of course, since, since a lot of people have gone off the rails with regards to what the papacy is and what the papacy is not, um and everyone's trying all of these people who are who are you know connected to dependent upon and want to maintain their relationship with the institutional church which is infiltrated and is is basically the the anti church that's that's trying to be erected to replace the true church Um, And and all of these people keep trying to defend this and defend Bergoglio as being the vicar of Christ They've just thrown the likes of of st. Robert Bellarmine this giant this giant of the church They've just thrown him out the window and of course now anyone who actually believes that there is a supernatural protection um, Connected to the Petrine office in any way is of course a stupid idiot with with psychological problems who just simply can't deal with reality etc 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 all these people were 100 or almost all of them were 100 solid catholics nine years ago today they believed the truth about the papacy which which is that it is the vicariate of christ and it does enjoy a supernatural negative protection and if you saw a man running around who was a just an absolute drooling heretic, clearly not Catholic the way that Jorge Bergoglio obviously is that Houston, we have a problem. But of course, now they've just thrown all that out the window. Like I said, it's very, very sad, but it's, it's fascinating to watch too from a, just a an objective psychological perspective and the, and the way the human mind works and the way human beings work.
1: And of course, uh, Saint Robert Bellarmine is also cited by people who say that the previous several popes weren't popes either. That's something we probably should go into more detail in a different podcast about. But I, yeah, I, I we think, need a group effort on that one. That would yeah, be it. that would be a
0: roundtable. Yeah,
1: yeah, because citing citing um, I almost said Bob Bellarmine again because that's the way I've got it written in my notes. Uh, Robert Bellarmine citing him with regard to Bergoglio is it's it's neither here nor there because right Bergoglio exactly. wasn't he. You know, setting, setting aside something like what you reposted today, uh, mm-hmm. the death threat that, that um, Benedict was under, just on that alone, I think any any uh, resignation he could have offered would be invalid because when you're under a death threat, you you don't really have a free license to make decisions exactly. like that. It, like, and like he said at the very beginning of the, of the papacy, pray for me that I don't flee for flee fear, for of, the fear wolves. of
0: the wolves. I mean, it was, he, it was already teed up. He already teed the whole thing up that he couldn't be coerced out. It was already the... Uh, it was already in play and you're exactly right um bob bellerman actually doesn't have anything to do with the situation um the the quote that that i just posted um is it, it just reiterates that these all all of these people believed that it, what, what is this quote? Um, the power of Peter's keys does not extend to the point that the supreme pontiff can declare not sin what is sin or sin that which is not sin. In fact, this would be to call evil good and good evil. And here's the money quote, something that always has been and will be very far from the one who is the head of the church. The pillar and foundation of truth. The church is the pillar and foundation of truth. I think that's from Second Timothy. Um,
1: what, where, where the question of Saint Robert Bellarmine and these quotes come in uh, be, get to be really interesting is when you look at them alongside John Paul II and things or like Paul the,
0: six, The yeah, apps. Well, okay, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. alive.
1: I wasn't alive for that. I just got to read the horror stories. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but Assisi, the the original yeah, Assisi, Assisi yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. was the big scandal that um, really. Yeah, that that was that was the tipping point. That that was the uh, or, or one of the tipping points, if not the tipping point, why uh, Marcel Lefebvre decided, okay, we're not going to wait around anymore. We, we've got to yeah. consecrate the bishops. Rome is not serious about um, about actually continuing tradition. They're just going to wait him out till he died. Um, and and actually, Archbishop uh, Archbishop Lefebvre was actually in pretty bad health uh, prior mm-hmm. prior to the. Um, to the consecrations and after the consecrations were over he figured he had maybe a year left to live based on his health conditions but just the 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 lifting of the burden and the fact that okay i i can can take a more contemplative um role here and let, let the let the the four new guys take the active ministry um he his health recovered and he lived several more years
0: yeah, exactly. Bellarmine like its exactly what you just said. Bellarmine applies to looking at you know actual popes. It has Bellarmine has nothing really to do with Bergoglio, because Bergoglio, the Venn diagram of of the Vicar of Christ on Earth and Jorge Mario Bergoglio is two completely separate, distinct circles with a very large space between them. There is no overlap in this Venn diagram. Bergoglio has nothing to do with the papacy, has never had anything to do with the papacy, will never have anything to do with the papacy, and um, momentum keeps going i mean there's there's certainly some mild dynamics of circular firing squads as, as always goes on as always happens with situations like this the biggest one right now is you know there's a group of people who are absolutely desperate to um make make pope benedict out to be some some superhero for some reason who's playing 15-dimensional underwater chess and oh, he, oh no, he he didn't make a substantial error. That was this was all in his in his in his uh, massive Bavarian intellect. He's he's got everybody um, he's got everybody you know tricked and and so on and so forth. And you know the question that that Nonveni Mark asked, um, and I'm sure he's either has written up a piece or will very soon. The question that this brings up with Nonveni Mark, and this is absolutely true, is how, how do you how do you make the argument? that if if Ratzinger is in fact and has been for the past nine years playing 15-dimensional underwater chess and lying to the whole world about this, even, through, even lying just through his silence, sit, sitting here and, 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 you know, putatively going along with all this, how, how many people have died over the course of the past nine years who did not die well as catholics because of crap that jorge bergoglio has spewed crap that that bergoglio has said oh no your your marriage situation is fine there's no hell don't worry about any of these don't worry about any of this stuff oh there's nothing wrong your gay son is fine there's there's nothing to worry about how many people have gone have gone and faced christ almighty at their particular judgment with just horrible horrible heresies and errors and lies before their eyes and attributing that to who they putatively believe is the vicar of christ on earth because of what ratzinger has done non-vinnie mark's question is how is Ratzinger not in mortal sin, according according to this thesis? That this is all some big mastermind maneuver on his point on his part for the past nine years. I mean, I I think these these people have not really thought this through. And the, the big point that I always make whenever this comes up is, is it doesn't matter. You know, in, in in a in a in a strange way, it doesn't matter. You don't need to go. And people are saying, Well, we need to go and we get need to get it get to Ratzinger. And we need to ask him. No, 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 no. no. Ratzinger does not need to be asked anything. Ratzinger needs to be told. Holy Father, Pope Benedict, your putative resignation in February of 2013 was invalid, period you are the one and only living vicar of christ and have been for the past nine years period um motivations uh, interesting historically but right now the top priority is getting this situation fixed and what that means is going and telling pope benedict ratzinger that his putative resignation was canonically invalid which it obviously was we don't need, we don't need to call a trial. We don't need to do anything else. Hold on, I have to take a sip of water. (laughs) There's gonna be some coughing. Here's what's here's what's happened. Quick aside. Um, People today without getting into too much detail, um, especially young people today are getting a very swift and hard lesson in um, who are and who are not their friends, and who they can and can't rely on. people are coming down with colds and being evicted from their homes. And I've I had the honor and pr- and privilege of being able to take somebody in who is in a who is in a position like that. <clears throat> and and I guess I nursed this person back to health to full health, but I did get a tiny, teeny tiny cough myself. But you know, vitamin I is uh, is solid and um, it was just a teeny tiny cough. But if the listenership detects that I sound like it, I might've smoked like three or four unfiltered camels and um, a little bit of a tiny rolling cough during this episode, that is in fact what happened. But it it was fantastic. And like I said, it was an honor and a privilege to be able to say to somebody, yes, absolutely, you come you stay in the van down by the river with me as long as you need to i ain't scared to know i ain't scared to know cold if that's what it even is so yeah there you go and if
1: you're trying to guess which hollywood actress of former days that smoked three packs a day and sounds like send that to impersonations at (laughs) barnhartpodcast.com and we'll get that sorted out
0: you have several options so
1: (laughs) so going going back to um making a statement to um Pope Benedict about about uh, his his failed resignation, the mm-hmm. wording needs to be direct, it needs to be precise, it needs to be unambiguous. It can't be like Archbishop Q who's saying, well, maybe something's irregular and we might need to take a look at this.
0: No, no, there's, it's...
1: I, I'm sorry, Archbishop Vigano.
0: Well, yeah, Archbishop Q, I caught it, I caught it. Um, yeah, So somebody needs to man the hell up and start just saying things. We don't we oh we need to ask questions we need to have a committee we need to do an investigation no all you have to do is be like the child in the fairy tale of the in the parable of the emperor's new cult emperor's new clothes just say it just come out and say it it was invalid it was canonically invalid if now if rat singer wants to start spilling his guts after after that is declared that's fine, or he can take it all to his grave if he wants. It's up to him. He's going to have to answer for all this, but it's not this groveling, simpering. We have to ask. We have to. Uh, we have to give him the opportunity to explain himself. No, there's nothing. There's nothing to explain. It's all already done, and it's all already. It's been public the whole time. All these accusations of uh, this is some sort of a gnostic secret uh data set no, it, nothing could be further from the truth that's the exact opposite of what's true this thing is wide open completely public my goodness he gave <coughs> excuse me he gave the the last audience on february 27th 2013 in saint peter's square there were two hundred thousand people there i mean h- how much more public can you get um, and I was one of them. And and I didn't understand what he was saying. But, you know, after the fact, you put everything together, you go back and you sit down and you just take the fifteen, twenty minutes to to read this stuff. Read what he said. Read what uh, re- read what Ganswine said at the Gregorianum. And then if you wanna get really eggheady about it, l- like I and and non-Venny Mark and Dr. Matza go back and read the crap that these people have been writing and talking about since the 1950s who, with the first one of the first people who was talking about all this business of separating the papacy along the lines of the office versus the ministry and turning it into a shared collegial synodal office and taking away all notions of supernatural protection and certainly any notions of it being the absolute monarchy that it is, in order to appease the Lutherans, the Anglicans, even the Orthodox. Who is the first one in the 50s who start talking about this? Avery Cardinal Dulles. Yes, as in Dulles Airport in Washington DC. I keep always having to look this up. It was either his uncle or his brother who was who is the head of the CIA, you guys? I mean, that mean the Dulles family were just they were up to their eyeballs in the deep state, and it's it's Avery Cardinal Dulles, who was the first one who really started openly talking about this. And then, of course, the Germans, being Germans, just jumped on it, and were, they were just, all of them, obsessed with this talking and talking and talking about well you know we have to we have to split we have to fundamentally transform the papacy we have to separate the idea of office and ministry and function and all this and this is why i keep we've been saying now for years read the miller dissertation it's just a rosetta stone of all this it's just all of these citations brought together all in one place it written by an American in American English. I mean, how, how much more do you want? And um, it, it's 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 all right there. It's so open. Um, but the big thing, really, you don't even have to look at the Ganswine speech. Now, the Ganswine speech is what is what knocked me over the edge. And I think there were quite a few people when that came out in um, late May of 2016, that it just put it put their jaws on the floor. But then all those people had to make a decision. Um, Are you going to come out and say, say what is obviously clearly true and what's going on here, and risk losing, you know, donations, Anyone who's actually formally employed by the institutional church in any way would would instantly be fired if they came out and said anything. Oh, and almost everybody, almost all of those people made the decision that they were going to stick with the institutional church and not with the obvious glaring truth that was right in front of them. And so that's, I made the choice uh, to, to go with what was obviously clearly objectively true. And all those other people decided to go with their career tracks, their pensions, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, good grief. Talk about making just the, the most obviously horrible choice you could possibly make, but. Well, another
1: another possibility comes to mind. And this, this comes from, I, I was just listening to uh, a three-part um, uh, interview that was done with Vande Radio uh, recently, and and the the speaker was making the point that you've made on the podcast before that sin makes you stupid. Yeah, and I'm not casting judgments on these people who don't see obvious, clear truths, but maybe there is an explanation for this. It's not clear and obvious to them, and either they aren't informed, they aren't uh, educated, or maybe they have dulled their intellect.
0: Yeah, it, I I think. Partly, that's true, and then the other two things that that I talk about a lot is pride and embarrassment. I mean, think about it. If you're if you're some Catholic talking head, if you're, I mean, let's not even go with a trad. Let's go with with a Novus Ordoist, like a Raymond Arroyo, or you know somebody like that who's just or Weigel or one of these people that has just a huge audience, and you've just missed this thing um father father uh jerry murray father gerald murray who i mean you you always look forward to seeing him and see what he has to say when and he goes on raymond arroyo and clearly a super smart guy and um you you just look at this and say what what is wrong with these people that they're just they'll gaslight they'll insult They are so completely intransigent, refuse to engage the data set, refuse to even talking about it. I'm convinced that a significant portion of this is that it's just, it's embarrassment. And embarrassment leads to rage. And the lesson of that is it's in John chapter six in the Eucharistic discourse. When our Lord starts talking about, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood and and keeps repeating it over and over and over again and then switches from the verb to eat from the to the verb to chew or to gnaw in order to drive home the fact that he's talking about literally eating his flesh and his blood and everybody freaks out and says this dude's nuts he's a cannibal Judas Iscariot in that moment because it was that was the pinnacle of our lord's um you know Ministry before his passion, death, and resurrection. So th- he's like at the peak of his power. He's got a massive, huge crowd there. and and this is when our Lord drops drops the Eucharist bomb on the world. And Judas Iscariot thought that he that Christ that Jesus of Nazareth was going to be at the head of a coup. That he would be crowned the king of Israel, they would ex- they would raise an army, they would expel the Romans, and then Judas Iscariot would essentially be a prince. He would be, he would be a functional prince in this new refounded um, kingdom, new world order. New, uh, new world order, new world order kingdom of Israel, and he had stars in his eyes and i think i think it's going to be very surprising when we get to the particular judgment and we find out you know where judas iscariot was in the power structure of the whole thing where he was in the economy of the whole thing we know that he was in charge of the money okay it, it i mean it says that clearly in the gospels repeatedly it also says he was a crook but i think we are all going to be very surprised about how probably how close he was to our Lord, and how he was right up in there at the top of the apostolic power structure with Peter, James, and it was probably Peter, James, and Judas. And remember, because John was very, very young. John was young. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's Judas Iscariot at the top level with Peter and um, with Peter and James at the top of the whole thing. So, so Judas Iscariot is embarrassed and the embarrassment that our Lord caused Judas talking about the Eucharist and you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, that embarrassment becomes anger. Embarrassment becomes anger, and it and that anger then becomes rage. Now, let's map this onto this map that onto this situation. You've got people who at this point are nine years in to what is just a glaringly obvious anti-papacy situation, and they've missed it. And they're supposed to be the ones who are supposed to be the thought leaders. They're supposed to be the ones who are, be, who are able, <coughs> excuse me, they're supposed to be the ones who are able to look at this and and see it and and instantly apprehend it and say, wait a minute, what went on in February of 2013? What did Pope Benedict say? What what was the run-up to all this? What was going on? And the kicker, what is canon law? Because a lot of these guys are canon lawyers. And of course, you know, I am not. And non Mark is not a canon lawyer. And even Dr. Matza is not a canon lawyer. Dr. Matza is just as a PhD historian, but he doesn't have a degree in canon law.
1: He's so, just a PhD.
0: He's just a PhD, that's all, you know. Um, kind of a slouch. But, um, so all these guys who's real really whose job it was and and as i pointed out uh, very often too a lot of these guys um especially on the younger end of the spectrum are sitting on massive student loan debt and um so let me get this straight you you blew through six figures going and getting what a master's or maybe maybe a phd in theology or canon law or something You're in debt up to your eyeballs. Your job, your job, your career, your responsibility, your vocational commitment to the church by the choice of your career in your life is to be able to see and call out exactly the situation and you missed it. You totally, totally have totally missed it. And it's so obvious and they're embarrassed. And the embarrassment is is quickly turned into anger, and the anger quickly turns into rage. And then it just becomes an absolutely intransigent refusal to acknowledge that they've missed it. They cannot say, damn it, I was wrong. They can't say, damn it, I missed it. Coffin is is really the only one so far, who who has done that who's come out and said i missed it i was wrong at least in public Um, at least in yeah at least in public um but (laughs) if you're if you're going to be a public catholic if you're going to be a public professional catholic in what in whatever way that means then what you do in public is highly 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 relevant i mean that's the entire point of the whole thing allegedly if you're if you've if you're taking a salary from the institutional church or you're taking a salary or you're taking donations um based based upon catholicism you know in in quotes in any way and and i fit into that category because i write about catholic stuff and there is in fact a donate button on my website so i'm i'm in that category too um if you take money um, from people under the guise of trying to say or or be any sort of a public catholic voice you you have a moral responsibility here and so many of these people it's just no they were they refuse they're angry they're embarrassed and one of the things people do when they're angry and they're embarrassed is that they will hide from whatever the situation is. So refuse to look at the data set, refuse to watch my videos, refuse to read anything that I write, or that non Mark writes, or et cetera, et cetera. Now there's a lot of people, as we have seen recently, um, John Henry Weston has had you know, coffin and matzah and and people on on his show. And he gets huge, I mean, much, much, much bigger numbers than I ever get, you know, because he's got the whole life site um, edifice behind him. He has the whole life site edifice behind him. So he gets huge, huge numbers of people watching. And, you know, if, if looking at the comments, just the comments on the John Henry Weston shows where the focus has been this question is any indication, the comments are almost all unanimously in favor of the Benedictus Pope position and thanking John Henry profusely for finally talking about this. And we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments, almost unanimous. I mean, what was the first one? Was the first one Coffin or was the first one uh, Dr. Matza? I can't remember, but I was I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through the YouTube comments. And I think at the time there were over 500 comments. And I kept thinking, well, you know, We're going to get to one eventually here that it says, you know, this is stupid or whatever. And I just kept scrolling and scrolling and it took it took a long time. And I think there was maybe one. There was one troll that said, you know, John Henry, you've jumped the shark or something like that. Every other comment wasn't just positive, but the comments were thoughtfully positive. You know, it wasn't just someone saying great show it was thought out comments saying john henry thank you for talking about this we've all been suspecting this it's wonderful to hear intelligent conversations being held about this yes absolutely um the pew at the pewsitters at this point goodness i think i think it's very safe to say that it's north of 85% of pewsitters at this point who are actual believing catholics know that there there is something horribly horribly wrong with bergoglio and Uh, I'll I'll even back off on it, I'll I'll shade it a little bit for for the benefit of those people. I think more than 85% of people think that it is at least possible that Bergoglio is not the Pope. We'll put it to you that way. So again, this thought that you're gonna lose all your donation revenue, you're gonna lose this, you're gonna lose that, at this point, I think there's a large percentage of the the, um, audience of something like EWTN of Novus Ordois who who realized that there's something terribly horrifically wrong with bergoglio looking at the china situation looking at his warmongering and all this crap with ukraine how he's in he's absolutely in bed with every single evil piece of crap new world order um agent on this planet he's cheerleading for this um this old italian witch politician emma bonino and her claim to fame and is that she um, she performed herself herself, she performed over 10,000 abortions using a bicycle pump. That's her nickname in Italy is is the bicycle um, La bicicletta because she used a bicycle pump to slaughter children in their mother's wombs and bergoglio keeps on like fanboying on this woman one of the italian greats one one of the greats in italian in italian politics and in italian society uh, she's named after she's named after a device she used to slaughter children i mean i think i think there are plenty of novus ordoists at this point who realize that bergoglio is um is not only not catholic but an agent of evil and you know i I think that the the odds at this point of him being the false prophet forerunner of the antichrist are extremely high because what would the false prophet forerunner of the antichrist do that he hasn't done and you know who would be the uh, descriptor of the false prophet forerunner of the antichrist would be the anti-john the baptist okay john the baptist was executed for defending marriage what has Bergoglio done since day one? He's he's at war, at absolute war against the sacrament of holy matrimony, the family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know.
1: And for people who say, super nerd, you don't talk enough on the podcast. It's because Anne completed that thought before I could even say Anne, uh, to make the the analogy that John the Baptist died for defending yep. um, the, the right of the, the sacrament of matrimony. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, <laughs> that, yeah that's, why I, I mean, that's why I don't talk as much as I do. I want to go back to something you said earlier about the the thought leaders and the intelligentsia who, who are holding back for whatever reason. Does Do the scriptures or any other source give us any indication what uh, Judas Iscariot's profession was before becoming an, uh, an apostle?
0: Well, he was in charge of the purse. Let me think. Because
1: um, we know some of them were fishermen.
0: Do you have an answer? Is this a rhetorical question? Do you have an answer? I have to no this? I-,
1: but- I have no idea. I'm wondering if it, I'm wondering if he got tagged with being the, uh, the 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 treasurer of the group because he had slightly more education or even perhaps more education than others. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned I'm uh, being on my HOA board. I ended up getting tagged as the treasurer because I said I knew something about computers and said, oh, "Okay, you can fix our our access database." Uh, it's like yeah, hmm. <laughs> great. I, I I'm not actually a financial person, but I ended up in that role because I knew how to how to how to computer things. And I'm wondering if 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 maybe there's that um, that Judas Iscariot was more educated than the rest of the apostles and he knew it. and that would probably make him easier to fall to pride.
0: Sure. Let's see. Um, because if he's the uh, most educated of the
1: group, to the point that he got put in charge of the money, then, then in the scenario where Christ overthrows the Romans and takes over and he becomes a prince, he's going to be the, uh, among the head of the princes because he has the most you know, intellectual horsepower to do things. I'm mean, just, sure, that's, a, because, thought, that's pe- a thought that came pe- to mind.
0: Peter to Peter a Peter was a working fisherman, okay? So Peter is an aquaculturist, to put it in the fanciest possible terms. James is the cousin of our Lord, through oh goodness i'd have to look up the family tree is he the cousin of our lord through through saint joachim and anna or is he a cousin of our lord through joseph anyway he, i mean these are this he's not he's not a super high level person he's 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 in that he's pro, almost certainly in fact he would have to be in that davidic line but he's not he's not a super high level person the way the whole the holy family weren't super high high-ranking people in society um yeah so if if he was um i'm ju- i'm scanning I'm, I'm scanning the wiki article to see if there's anything here because sometimes there there might be something that jumps out Da-da-da judas iscariot distinguishes him from the others da-da-da-da-da. the son of simon iscariot um, maybe, maybe re- related to rebels, maybe not. Um, uh, this no, is, I, I guess don't guess think it says a- anything. I don't think it says anything. No. Right.
1: Well, this is always a point we can come back to at some, at some other time.
0: Well, if anyone in the listenership has any has any thoughts on this. I would hesitate to have anyone look at that so-called uh, gospel of Judas because I don't think that that's reliable in any way. Um, just looking to see if the church says anything, and it, just, and it really doesn't. Um, Matthew obviously had some financial acumen because he was, he was a publican. He was a tax collector.
1: But he wasn't one of the apostles. He was an evangelist.
0: True, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, he was not one of the 12. Um, mm, Yeah, I I don't see anything, but I think that your assumption is probably correct that because he was in charge of the purse, he probably was um, educated or at least... um, Maybe a ma- a man of business, a man of business with some with some degree of success. And so he would naturally have thought himself to be superior to Peter and Andrew and um, the rest of the the aquaculturists and um, and some of the other ones, too. So, yeah. Well,
1: that's a point we can come back to at, at a later time and we have uh, feedback and and you know if only we knew some church historians we could ask that might know know the answer mm-hmm. to this
0: mm-hmm. we might put in a put, put in some requests on this yes mm-hmm.
1: so we're 36 minutes in and that's just the first bullet point we're still all just tangenting off of um, blessed bob bellerman mm-hmm. and the the second bullet point here is that we, today is also the 105th anniversary of our lady um showing up in in fatima portugal and to paraphrase a, a priest i know he didn't she didn't do that because she was bored in heaven and wondering what was going on in portugal she had a right. message for us yeah. and uh and what's the update here has the world given up on sin and, and returned to god
0: <laughs> big no on that one super nerd penance 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 is being completely totally ignored exactly um and in fact a, a lot of people um have have a hatred and it's starting to come out um even even in in trad circles the hatred um of our lady of fatima um the the snide term that they use is apparitionists and naturally people who who just who don't like actual catholicism the practice of it the praying of the rosary piety and there's quite a lot of trads who are like that it's you know as you can imagine it's the liturgical fetish fetish Fetishist side. It's the sort of trads who are willing to turn a blind eye to sodomites as long as they are, um, as long as they're liturgically sophisticated. It's it's those types. They they hate and despise um, Our Lady of Fatima, and they they use the the very snide term um, apparitionists and try to lump Fatima. And the other approved Marian apparitions, with of course Fatima being the biggest one, um, they try to they try to lump that in with Medjugorje, you see, and try to just act like anyone who believes any of this is um, is nuts. And this is all. And I mean, you've made the point many many times before that even even the Fatima um, apparition, it's not required for salvation. Okay, it's, it's just, it's supplemental information. And this is another thing that, it just, it mystifies me, these people who refuse to look at this situation. Look, you've got these church-approved apparitions. You have the miracle of the sun at Fatima. 85,000 people witness a full-blown miracle together. Everybody describes basically the same thing. Everybody, eighty-five thousand people say, "Look, this happened. Here's here here it is." You know, and so and, got, and think
1: about this for a minute. I sorry to interrupt, but think think okay. about that for a minute. It, especially anybody <sighs> with legal training, how often is it that twelve eyewitnesses at the same event say the same thing in mm-hmm. a consistent manner? But here we've got tens of thousands, tens of thousands witnessed yeah. from miles away, all all testifying exactly the same thing.
0: And many of them were um, atheists and practicing Freemasons up to that point and um, were were converted and testified truthfully to what they saw and they did see it. Okay, so that happens and then you have this Bergoglio situation and you don't just stop and put two and two together and, and say... Okay, instead of declaring that the papacy's all wrong, the church is a joke. The um God God is either um it, it, totally indifferent and doesn't care about anybody and doesn't love anybody, or or I, I've I've seen this one as well from a a now publicly apostate um former quote unquote trad Catholic who ran a very uh, popular um. A uh, website slash blog, which has since been bought by somebody else. This guy is now publicly speculating on social media all day, every day, that in fact maybe we've had the good bad um, uh, assignment between God and Satan reversed, and maybe Satan's the good one, and maybe God's been the bad one all along. That's I, even I mean, more. That's
1: even more confusing than Mormonism. Which makes God and Jesus or makes makes Jesus and Satan brothers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it's far worse. It's far worse. Um, and so that's, that's the kind of thing that, that you've got these people now falling into. You don't put two and two together and say, okay, look, the mother of God was sent to warn people. Hey, if you all don't straighten up, this XYZ is going to happen, and it is going to be the worst thing that has happened in the 2000 year history of the church. It is going to be a complete and total disaster to the point that it will appear to most of the world as if the Catholic church has been wiped off the face of the earth. And just when it gets to the point where hardly anyone is left who has any hope at all. It's going to get that bad. Then the great restoration will come and happen. So so Christ Almighty sends his virgin immaculate mother who is seated at his at his right hand as the queen of heaven he sends her to tell us to give people warning and within historical terms i mean the first apparition of fatima was 105 years ago today that's it it, in historical terms that's that's the snap of a finger that's current events baby so he he basically sends her in a current events sort of a way, but with enough of a lead that all this information can to a certain extent be processed, and tells us all that this is going to happen. And then it happens, and these people absolutely categorically refuse to acknowledge that there's anything wrong, or they turn on the church and say, well, clearly the paper, we've everybody for 2000 years has been all wrong about the papacy. At all the Saints all the doctors of the church the entire history of the church has been Completely totally screwed up with this whole notion of a papacy at all really really you 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 don't you don't look at the fact that the mother of god came and warned us that this was going to happen if we don't straighten up. Nobody straightened up at all. In fact, everybody mashed the throttle. You've got sodomites running around basically running the world demanding demanding Molokian child sacrifice to them. Not, Not so much necessarily maybe that they want to kill your children. No, 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 they don't want to kill their bodies. They just want them to be sacrificed to them as sodomites themselves in terms of you know mutilating your children's bodies turning them into sodomites um just completely warping their entire notion of human sexuality drain draining them of all love turning them into the worst kind of diabolical narcissist as early as possible you know kindergarten things like that um that that all has happened there's no, there's no penance. There's no repentance. There's no turning away from any of any of this, and you can't put this together. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, our Lord must just be looking at this, just shaking his head, saying, "What what exactly more could I do to make this clear?" And um, it, it it goes back um, in terms of the I quoted from. Um, the post I made earlier today f- about Robert Bellarmine, and I I found a meme with a quote on it that I put into the bottom. This quote is so beautiful. And this is, this, again, this is St. Robert Bellarmine. It is granted to few to recognize the true church amid the darkness of so many schisms and heresies and to fewer still, so to love the truth which they have seen as to fly to its embrace so i mean from where from my perspective from what i'm seeing and me being you know kind of in the swirling central vortex not to not to bring gary into this or anything but to use the word vortex but to be in the swirling central vortex of this this quote really jumped out at me because i'm seeing priests Starting even really, really solid good priest starting to make jokes about, well, you know, maybe Holy Mother Church just doesn't need me. If 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 uh if Pope Francis suppresses um my Ecclesia Day community, maybe that just means Holy Mother Church doesn't need me and doesn't need my priesthood. And they're saying it tongue in cheek and joking, but there's always when people are making jokes like that and start saying things like that in a joking manner, what they're doing is they're easing in to trying trying to say something out loud that they that they don't want to believe or they're trying or they're maybe trying to even talk themselves into. It's but trial you balloon. start well, well, yeah, you're trying to get you're trying to ease yourself into it by by at first making it sound like a joke but it isn't it isn't um and and the way you can judge where you are in all of this it seems to me one of the things you can do is you can look at this situation and you can say okay where how am I reacting to this where what is my visceral reaction to this mine is joy You say what what in the world are you talking about well we've talked about this a lot all the non-venny mark episodes i think we make this point almost every time and it's just what an honor and a privilege to be alive right now at this time what 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 an amazing amazing time to be alive we have the ability to fight this fight to be at the central vortex of all of this and to be the ones who are jumping up and down and screaming and saying not only do you not jump out of the bark of peter you handcuff yourself to the deck rail baby this is you you don't let anybody take you away from 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 the holy sacrifice of the mass from the one holy catholic and apostolic church and roman church roman church um it's it's this is this is fantastic Saints begged our Lord to be able to be alive, I'm convinced, in these times. And it's us. You, so you should be filled with joy at the opportunity to be able to fight this battle and fight this war. There should be no sense of despair or anything like that. And that's the other thing. We know that this is going to resolve and, and we're going to win. And there's there's going to be some sort of a great restoration. Now, whether or not we live to see it or not, that's another question. But we know that we win and so you should be looking forward like can you imagine can you imagine what this world is going to look like when there is the mass is offered in every church again like it was up until you know 1965 67 69 wherever you want to draw the line where every single catholic church had has the old mass and that you can you know you can walk into a church anytime multiple masses being said on sundays priests everywhere confession you could get your confession heard any anywhere anytime i mean it's just it's so awesome it's there's so much to look forward to this victory is going to be because the world is in such dire straits as it is and we know that we have the victory, and this whole thing is gonna turn around, and there aren't gonna be gay priests anymore. And, you know, there aren't gonna be lesbian nuns. There are gonna be habited nuns again. Um, and we'll get into this in, in another topic in a few minutes about you know what what these religious should be doing and, and what their role in society is going to be when this great restoration happens. And it's just I, I can't wait. I can't wait. and and we know we have the victory, we know it. And no, it's not that's not being um, infantile or having psychological problems. It's called having faith. I mean, and, and don't ever let anybody gaslight you into believing that because you have faith, which we're all praying for all the time. I mean, it, it's it's another interesting thing. You look at these Trad Inc. people, and you realize these people have never, all these years that they were you know, going to Mass, they weren't paying attention to anything. They weren't looking at any of the prayers. They weren't looking at the collects. They, they weren't looking at the office. They weren't looking at anything. They weren't getting anything out of the liturgy. Because they and I've heard them say it, and that's one of the reasons why I turned tail and got as far away from a certain group of them as I possibly can. Because they in they, behind closed doors they made absolutely no bones about the fact that they absolutely despise despised the practice of Catholicism. They despised going to mass. They despised praying. They despised praying the rosary in particular. Um, I know one of them would be just would go out of their way to be completely impious, um, whenever the blessed sacrament was exposed, when our Lord was in the monstrance on the altar, and the same person would also go out of their way to be absolutely impious and say terrible things about the sacrament of confession, which I mean, don't get me started on that. Um,
1: hey, with friends like that, who needs external enemies?
0: Uh, exactly, exactly. And so you you look at you look at all this, and it all. In retrospect, it all coalesces, and it all it all makes sense that they have this hatred of religion, and so therefore, anyone who actually has faith—I don't know if it's whether they just hate them or they're insanely jealous of them. Um, you know, um, what can I tell you? Maybe if you try to actually going to mass and paying attention, praying, thinking about things, sitting in front of the tabernacle, talking to our Lord. Pray the Rosary. You know we've got these fifteen mysteries that are just driving you into ways of reconciling everything that's happening in the world every single day. It's all in the Rosary, and if and if you if you sit around and talk about how much you hate the Rosary and you categorically refuse to pray it, well then, um, what, what what do you expect? Um, and yeah, when you it, it's not cool. Uh, there's a who is who is the quote by is it bellerman or maybe it's davila maybe it's a layman uh that one of the greatest um lies and deceptions of the modern age is the notion that you can you can flirt with and hang around with and play footsie with evil and think that it's not going to affect you it will oh it will it's not cool to keep bad company you're not doing you're not doing them a favor you're not doing yourself a favor you are you're taking a terrible terrible risk when you are around people who say and do things that are objectively evil and think well i i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to associate with them and i'm gonna you know be a good example to them now that's not the way it works no they, they will drag you down. They it, will drag you down every time.
1: It's just plain common sense, too. I mean, yeah, just because you wear a scapular under your clothes and you hang, around, hang out around people who are so fabulous that you're not going to convert them just because you're being quiet.
0: Yeah. Yep. In fact, the be, being quiet, if you go down the list of um, participating in sin, um, silence is, is right there on the list. I believe it's number eight on the list of nine ways to participate in sin. We should put that in the in the show notes. Um, you you assent by your silence when you're hanging around and turning and turning a blind eye to that kind of stuff. And now we're seeing it all. And they hate faith, and they will attack anyone with faith, and they will say that anyone who has faith is psychologically ill, infantile, can't deal with reality. Um, Et cetera, et etc cetera, et cetera. What, whatever it is they want to come up with, just anything to get away from from here here is someone who has faith and they do not and so they have to attack
1: and that's what hap- that's what it sounds like when I wasn't ready for Anne to come to, to an abrupt stop. <laughs>
0: I'm always always trying to sneak it up on you. You
1: you got it that time. Uh, So you said that there's a bullet point coming about the religious and their role in society after the Great Restoration. But before we get to that, I'm going to take a guess beforehand that what they're not going to be doing is encouraging people to bake cookies and have your children give them to pro-abort protesters and thank them for coming to church. I'm sure you saw this
0: no
1: what? Uh, this is that was father longernecker's idea of, of what to do what when, when th- that was that was oh his gosh. his tweet what to do when the uh, pro-abort protesters show up at your church have your kids hand them cookies and say thank you for coming to church <laughs> now it's kind of a ludicrous I- it's a very ludicrous idea because do, do you think those people protesting are or of the virtuous sort <laughs>
0: Of course not.
1: Let, let's, let's rewind this. Um, for anybody who has no clue what your, what—
0: your children are going to be frightened to death, too. Oh, for crying so. out
1: loud. Uh, yeah. to, to go back to the origin on this one, I'm sure most people listening here have heard this, but uh, it, there was a leak of what looks to be a majority decision over to overturn Roe v. Wade. And my suspicion is that, yes, it's going to happen because we need more polarization before— uh, all the, the, the rest of the manure hits the circulating air mover. Mm-hmm. But but uh, and also, practically speaking, overturning Roe v. Wade will not end abortion. It's just going to limit it to a certain to a few states. But it's also going to really ramp up and possibly kick off a hot war in the United States. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the leaked draft of, of a possible majority decision was was, was leaked last week. Um, I think more than anything else, this gives uh, the train Marxists time to book their travel and hotel rooms for the summer's riots. There were a couple mm-hmm. of events in the last uh, last week and last weekend uh, of attacks on, on um, Catholic churches. In fact, one just down the street from Ferndale, Michigan, but nobody up in there in that group who calls themselves Catholic covered that because it was at an SSPX chapel Like that got a... Spray oh, paint.
0: Hmm. I, 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 interesting? I tweeted yeah. I tweeted
1: asking aloud can can all of the um, can all the people who work for CMTV do they have alibis to check out for that time window um, let's let's forget them that's, that's not important um, yeah. the other thing- you
0: know I'm glad you said that guys seriously let's forget them all of that crap that's going on between Voris and Niles and other people suing each other guys just walk away from all of that it's like um it's like trashy reality shows it's like real housewives of ferndale or whatever don't don't watch it don't engage in it just walk away completely from all those people and all of that crap do not wallow in that in that porcine diarrhea mudsty. and that's what it is just just leave it alone leave all those people alone and let them self implode and let the let the thing crash and burn on its own um get, get and out of the blast i think that's radius. what they're doing get it get out of the blast radius yeah exactly but keep going so um so uh uh, uh pro pro aborts protesting at churches and doing nasty things at the SSPX chapel in Ferndale and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. The, the, in in, in terms of people showing up at a Catholic church, there was one video, uh, (laughs) of a protest that happened in in New York city. And I don't know how Catholic that church was, but the, what was interesting about that video is that the person who was screaming and uh, she might've actually really been possessed. Who knows? Um, definitely, unhinged in a number of ways was was making just a quite a scene but what one of the things that was pretty interesting is in the background was a group of men praying the rosary in latin Mm -hmm. in public in front of the church oh is
0: that the one with the black woman and her dress was falling off and she had that string of babies and she was she had baby doll doll babies and she was pretending like she was Pulling them out of her and then killing them. Yes, it, it, that was the one. Yeah, I, I think that is. She looked to be demonically um, involved. I don't know if she's if that's a full blown possession because remember, people who are possessed aren't morally culpable for what they do because if a person is is perfectly possessed like that, that means the demon is driving basically, and they're they're not culpable for for what they do. I think this woman was just demonically oppressed and she was fully on board with this. But clearly, oh yeah, that was that was frightening to watch. That was that was frightening to watch.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to put a link to this in the show notes because no, the no, language no, no, no. is way over the top. Not not yeah. something to listen to. And I want to I want to take issue with one thing you said there: people mm. not being morally culpable when they are in, in under possession. The the exception to that would be is when somebody consciously invites the demon into them. Okay. Like I don't know Hillary Clinton or a number of other people who who make a deal with the devil for yeah. whatever reason they do it.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, And the other point that this brings up is um, I would like to point out to all of those people out there who are falling into this Elon Musk trap because they think that he's the great, the great defender of free speech and the great liberator because of his maybe, although I think he's trying to back out now of buying Twitter. Elon Musk has said that he's going to pay for his employees. He'll pay travel expenses for them to go and murder their own child. So y'all really need to to not it just this go, this goes for every everything in in the world today you need to be really really careful about what uh, cult of personality bandwagons you you jump on in terms of this crap you can say this about Elon Musk you can say this about you know people who are just who are following Trump around by the by the nose as has been going on now for years there are people who think that Putin but there are people i remember <laughs> I went to I went to a I was, was semi-invited slash crashed a trad Catholic intelligentsia gathering in two th- in the summer of 2016. In fact, it was the it was the occasion when Chris Farrar walked up to me and said, "Look, we all think that you're probably right, but who in the hell do you think you are to be saying it?" It was that same event and there were there was more than one person there who was going on about how Vladimir Putin was the second coming of Constantine and was going to be the refounder of Christendom and so you know and everybody knows, or maybe I should repeat it just to make sure that we're clear on the whole um Russia-Ukraine thing, that I'm I'm on neither side. Um Zelensky's a sodomite Jew. That whole thing is a CIA, is a CIA project. Really, Ukraine in and of itself, I think, has been operating as as a cia project it's been run out of washington dc they've got bioweapons labs there they engineered a reverse cuban missile crisis they've been baiting putin for years i mean the 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 cia overthrow of ukraine happened in 2014 so in terms of the whole ukraine russia thing i'm I'm against both sides. And I that's again, that's a lesson that a lot of Americans are it seems like they're incapable of getting that through their heads there. It's like they turn on a college football game and well, you're either you're either rooting for, you know, um, Auburn or or Georgia Tech, you know, You, you don't sit and watch. Um, a college football game and are against both teams. You don't sit and watch a baseball game, a World Series game, and you're against both teams. That's why uh, the whole sports culture in the United States is, is so poisonous, because a lot of times in life, you do need to be against both teams. And that's what's going on with with that. So I mean, you've got all these examples of these people thinking that you've got to, you know, the, the, Mainstream media, the New World Order, hands you a choice. It's either this or that. And people don't realize that the correct answer is neither. Um, Against both, please. And that's the case with, like, you know, Musk, Putin, Trump, all fake, all kayfabe. Um, Well, with Trump,
1: the the false narrative was that we had the choice between uh, an evil and a good. But really what we were given was the choice between Pro abortion and, and pro sodomy, and I don't know that many people really caught that the first time around. Yeah, I think we can see it in retrospect now.
0: Well, I think a few more people can, but it's it's looks look what it has taken, and look what and and the and the 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 corona scam, you know, Operation Warp Speed and all that. It, it took you know having it demanding that peace people be repeatedly forcibly injected with poison or else by u.s troops
1: under martial law
0: by u.s troops under martial law under house arrest um or be completely disqualified from the economy and from society and that that's your boy that's your boy donnie who's who's i think still talking about what a great job he did and operation warp speeds fantastic you know i mean it's just uh, I think a few people have have caught into it, but still not not even remotely close to enough. I, I think if he had
1: been close. reelected, it would have been a mandate literally to that degree. Martial law with troops coming around. You're not allowed to say no. Instead, I think I think we got a bit of a, a, a break in a way that we have the vegetable in chief in charge right now because because they're liberals because they're Democrats because they play for the other side uh then it, it's okay to to resist them and 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 it's That's okay an for,
0: interesting point to, yeah to resist
1: the shot and all that and you, you made a point about um you talk about Russia Ukraine and, and thinking about it in terms of sports I was chuckling because I, it, I, I I'd follow sports to a little bit of a degree but the the time when I was the most into NFL football not so much college football was when I got into fantasy football for a while mm-hmm. which it 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 makes you stop rooting for teams and start rooting for players more than, than anything else. And you come into in, in these weird situations where you root against your, your favorite teams because you want your fantasy team to win. And I'm thinking about this in terms of how would that work with Ukraine and Russia? It's like, uh, how about investing in the stock market? If you, a wise investment would be to, for example, to, to invest in Russian energy because they've got a pretty captive market in Europe who would fall apart if all that Russian energy was turned off, which we're going to find out here in a little bit. Uh, so the the people who are who are smart enough to make good investments, they're they're not going to fall into this black white dichot- false dichotomy. It's a little bit of everything. Um, maybe but maybe the, uh, maybe the answer
0: wanna... to that is is they're going to start seizing um, stock equity holding stock holdings any sort of investment in the ruble. Um, they've they've already started this. I mean they're they're just there's no there's no rule of law um russian expats are having their assets seized all over the world um you know gu- goodbye yacht and again i've made this point before on the podcast i'm no fan of any russian oligarchs okay however just seizing people's assets because they're russian um you need to be careful with that because the next thing that's going to happen is if you are trying to invest in anything like that, um, in, in guesti- investing in, you know, Russian Russian energy or or the ruble or anything like that, you are going to be declared a traitor at some point, and they're going to come after you and they're going to seize your stuff. And then, I mean, they've already done it. If, if Nuremberg's out the window, and they can tell you that you have to inject yourself with poison repeatedly, or else you can't work, and they've already done this you're fired from your job you lose everything um then what makes you think that they're not going to come after you because you're holding equity positions that don't match up with the deep states the deep state's agenda you oh that's know?
1: that's already a reality with a lot of companies it's called esg <laughs> it's environmental social governance yeah. so if you're not if you're not sufficiently green if you don't have the the right uh biodiversity allocation if you don't have the right Uh, inclusiveness in your board and uh and and inclusiveness and acceptiveness of of deviant people in your workforce then large institutional investors like blackrock are steering away from you yeah uh good luck for petroleum companies i guess you have to buy uh green energy offsets and hire (laughs) moral deviants to, to get a proper esg score uh and, and I keep wanting to go back because you I, I don't want to interrupt you when you're on, on a flow. But uh, you, you talked about Elon Musk trying to get out of his Twitter bid. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things going around today where he's he's calling for an audit of who's really a, a, uh, a Twitter user. He, the suggestion he's making is that the number of users is massively inflated because there's a lot of
0: bots and fake accounts on there. Oh, cool. I think it's half. he I mean, the, the number I saw him quoting banding about was 5%. And I said, well, no please it's 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 50 percent probably it's all fake he's trying don't you think he's trying to get out of this thing i, I don't mean, know he bid he bid 10 times the valuation the street was saying that twitter was worth about four and a half billion and he bid 45 billion don't you think that he's now trying that he never had any intention of, of closing the deal and he's trying and he's just using this he's just saying well now I don't think I want to buy it if 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 5% of the of the accounts are bots and spam well it's 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 an order of magnitude more than that it's not 5% it's 50%.
1: I'm sure he knows that and the Twitter board knows that. Mm-hmm. And by saying 5% what this is going to do is trigger a renegotiation. It's not going to be 54.20 a share, it's going to be 33 33 a share or something like that mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. less. And one of the theories I've heard put forward is that Elon Musk who has deep connections to military intelligence that one of the things that's going to happen here is there's going to be a a verified ID requirement to be to have a Twitter account. So people mm-hmm. like me who have nine or 10 Twitter accounts it's going to be one or nothing, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yes, this is going to drive down the number of people on Twitter, uh, but it's also going to drive up the amount the amount of control. And I don't think this is about money necessarily. Uh, I think I think it's about control.
0: So, where is he in that? He wants if he if he's going to buy it and he's going to own it, he wants to have more control over it.
1: Elon's a post turtle. He's he's not the one really coming up with ideas on his own. He's not the one who's 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 really smart enough to make all this work. Somebody else is 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 pulling his strings. And yes, he he is a Do you
0: think he's a Bill Gates? Do you think he's a Bill Gates or I don't even think he's that smart. Really?
1: Bill Gates was actually a decent programmer at one time.
0: So what's what's Musk's a skill set what's his capability i don't know just being a con man or i don't, I don't know either
1: I, i've made the joke that he's not really human he's a special needs person who got kicked out of his 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 planet because he's retarded by their standards but he's still a super genius <laughs> to ours
0: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well i mean he he is launching things into space yeah, he's trying to get and home and I was i was talking to someone who said that they actually have now where they live for the first time they have um uh, his internet there are those little cubes those those uh, geostationary satellites that he's launching are internet coverage they're, they're not
1: geostationary geostationary is twenty two thousand five hundred miles the um the the starlink satellites are very low earth orbit but they're putting a constellation of a few thousand up or maybe it's tens of thousands oh i see so and that they're every, just
0: they're zipping over but you're always reconnecting to them
1: yes yes okay. there's and okay. it's it's pretty seamless the people that i've 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 talked to who have starlink the the service is way better than anything else they've had out in the boonies yeah. it's yeah. not going to be as good as fiber internet if you're in the city but it's it's a lot better than nothing and yeah of course the one thing there is obviously uh there's a geolocation down to about a millimeter for where you are that's it's partly you could look wow. at that as creepy but you could also look at it as the fact that you're talking to satellites you have the, all, all the telemetry and, and the, the positioning of the antenna and everything kind of mm-hmm. has to be accurate so that you're beaming at the right satellite at the right time and they're they're sending a signal back down to you uh, there's there's no anonymity there's no way to hide from that um, mm-hmm. which that was that's a given by the way for anybody who's on the internet, uh, if you downloaded this podcast and you're listening to this you you're not anonymous or private or, or secure online it, yeah. it, unless somebody made made a a, a copy of this with a thumb drive and handed it to you um there, there is a record of you being on online. Just a matter well, that, of who, who is they, who's looking at this, and 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 do they really care about you in in particular? And
0: you know what? This brings up an interesting point um, about. I don't know if you've seen it, but the the movie star Johnny Depp is apparently in some sort of a divorce proceeding or something. And from all um, from
1: all appearances, it's hilarious.
0: And yeah, I mean, there's there's constantly these little micro clips of this and apparently he's just charming everybody and and people who are watching this are saying okay this chick that he got tangled up with is a complete psychopath and he's coming off before whereas before people thought he was kind of crazy and probably on drugs or an alcoholic or something his his reputation is being wildly rehabilitated by this um not that it's great but relative relatively speaking but the point the speaking to what we're talking about here about internet privacy um has anybody looked at this and seen that every text message that he's ever sent her and that he's ever sent any of his friends that referenced her are completely available um you you have to assume and is being read aloud in court you have to assume every text message, every, um, every messaging platform that you use, basically, anything, anything that you do online, on the internet, over the air, using a phone or any sort of a device like that, that stuff is forever. You, you think that you know, oh, no, I, I deleted all that, or I, I cleared my cache, I did the no way, man anything happens and all they have to do is they put in they put in a a request with a subpoena and every single message you've ever sent anyone or anyone has ever sent you is instantly available and can be produced in court and i i just people are so dumb it's it it reminds me of when i was a little kid i I remember this because my memory switches on when i was about 18 months old I remember being less than two years old and sitting on my parents' bed after having been given a bath, getting ready to go to bed. And I had my, my favorite baby blanket that I always slept with. And I remember sitting there and putting the baby blanket over myself, covering myself up and my mother walking in the room and saying, where's Anne? where where's Anne? and then i would take the the blanket off and laugh and laugh and laugh thinking that i was invisible because i was i was less than two years old at the time and that that switch hadn't yet fired in my brain about you know that putting yourself in another person's shoes and being able to realize that, of course my mother could see me just because I couldn't see my mother and I was under the blanket didn't mean I was invisible, but I was young enough at the time that my brain thought that I was invisible. I'm convinced that half the adult population or more is basically operating on that premise that, that they're just completely invisible and nobody can see any of this stuff that they're doing. And you know, I know that there's a lot of men who listen to the Barnhart Podcast. If if you look at pornography, you're out of your mind. You're absolutely out of your mind. Every single thing that you look at is being logged, recorded, and at some point, you have to assume, you have to work off the assumption that at some point, and I'm not talking about your particular judgment, because that it, it definitely will come back to you at your particular judgment, I'm talking about in this world. You have to assume that in this world, every single thing that you look at on the internet could be dredged up and brought and exposed to the public either to embarrass you publicly or in a court proceeding or a divorce proceeding or anything like that. So the fact that people, so many people are looking at pornography and seem to think that that nobody can see this, and that there's no record of any of this. I mean good grief there if, if 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 they're reading Johnny Depp's text messages from ten years ago out in court, how do you how do you possibly imagine that your browser history on you know, pornHub or whatever it is isn't isn't being tracked in exactly the same way? It is. and you have to. It, it, I, to me, it, it would seem to me that that would be even, even helpful if a person, you know, if a man was struggling with pornography, that just just reminding yourself that good grief, everything I look at is 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 being recorded, absolutely is being recorded. Um, wouldn't, yeah, all, is it, wouldn't that help? You know,
1: Yeah, all internet service providers log <laughs> all the traffic, all, all the, the, the web requests you make, if for no other reason than to sell that to marketing companies, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and what the marketing companies do with that at that point, heck, it could go into um it could go into a personality profile uh that is purchased by prospective employers of the HR review. Mm-hmm. And it could come up at your at your uh, at your onboarding it's like well we have to retract our offer because based on the background check you're only interested in heterosexual pornography and that's just not inclusive <laughs> enough for us
0: Right, right. you're not diverse enough in your your porn choices
1: <laughs> now you, you oh, mentioned the world yeah you, you mentioned that 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 people are stupid who don't realize this i would counter and say they're pro, they're ignorant and i don't mean this in a negative sense i mean people don't you don't know what you don't know and yeah. if you don't realize that every standard text message uh that that is sent on the system it is definitely in the clear it's it's uh it it goes into a a telco database uh that that is all saved by law it has to be saved for at least five or seven years in reality Mm. that's being saved forever uh if you if you're on an iphone and you're talking to somebody else on an iphone using the blue bubble app uh the iMessage thing uh, Apple has full ability to decrypt those messages. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they decide to fight certain cases about um, about decrypting and turning over information, they do that to make to make um, to make it look like they're in in favor of user privacy, and there is some merit to it. But Apple's pretty insidious with the amount of information they collect. They're just not very good at at uh, using it and selling it like Google is. Uh, if you have an Android phone or an uh, iPhone, and let's say you go to a pro life rally. And something, um, some agent provocateur sets off a bomb. What can happen, and what has happened in in, in situations is you'll get a, a geospatial um, warrant issued by mm-hmm. whatever agency, and this is served to Apple, it's served to Google, it's served to Facebook, it's served to any number of uh, of of tech companies to say, based on the your the. The fact that your software is running on all these phones, we want for this particular geographic box and during this time frame, mm-hmm. we want to know everybody who is in there at any Aren't point. are
0: there people still rotting in prison in Washington, D.C. from the January 6th thing based upon this?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah absolutely it's and,
0: real and it's happening yeah
1: and you have to assume even if you're using um <laughs> even if you even if you're kind of smugly saying to yourself well i thank god that i'm not like the rest of these uh technical noobs i i use encrypted chat messaging i use i use Threema, i use these other things um there's no guarantee that that's really end-to-end encrypted. Mm-hmm. You you've got to assume anything mm-hmm. you send through these applications will be decrypted or will be uh, compromised. And in January sixth is a good example. Now a lot of fear-mongering is going on that that uh, the Signal protocol has been has been breached. I don't think so. I think what's happened with a lot of the uh, the people who are getting convicted, or it's the their their messages from from Signal groups are are being um, brought up in prosecution is that somebody in the group was made a deal offer, and they unlocked their phone and turned it over, and at that point, then oh. prosecution can go through
0: and look at everything. So only you only need one of your boys to to turn states evidence and circling back to what I said about about my cold and people are finding out that that their friends are telling them get get the hell out on six hours notice because you have a cold if people are willing to do that do you think they won't sell you out if they've got the deep state if they've got the FBI you know Breathing down their neck, of course they will. Of oh, course App,
1: they will. Apple was serving subpoenas to I'm sorry not Apple. Australia was serving subpoenas to Apple to to find out who was looking up uh, driving directions in Australia during the height of their lockdown. because why would you do that unless you're going someplace? And yep. why would you be doing that unless you're breaking uh, lockdown rules?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. After the restoration, after the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, I suspect there's not going to be nearly as many devices as there are right now. I think the whole device thing is going to have to go backward.
1: I would hope so. I would too. Of course, I would also, if I was in a position to, to be able to make changes like this, this wouldn't be the most high profile thing I would change. But with regard to collecting and, and uh, using people's private information, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Google or anybody else, if you're collecting information about somebody else, for the purpose of uh, creating a dossier and selling that to somebody else I think it should be categorized the same as stalking.
0: Mm. Interesting. Because it is. Mhm.
1: And it should be treated accordingly.
0: Now having said that, uh, you have you are soliciting people to send you their email in case I get deplatformed and you have an email list.
1: I do. I haven't I haven't checked the size of it. <laughs> recently but it was it was well over a couple thousand last time i checked seriously yeah i don't know how many duplicates there are on there it doesn't really matter because I, I, I thought would, you were going to say a
0: couple hundred
1: no oh, it, it's heavens. it's a big list um I, and
0: and you tried to give me access to it and i said absolutely not i want nothing to do with it that's that,
1: that's true i was going to give you a copy of the list as it was it's like no no nope. Nope. separate nope. separate yep yep
0: yep well, OK, a couple so for, thousand. Good to know. Yeah, I guess all for, right. for all of
1: you at the alphabet agencies, Anne has no knowledge of that, and she doesn't want to have nope. knowledge of it.
0: No, don't want anything to do with it. Thanks very yep. much. Ugh. Um, yeah.
1: I'm so. sure there was more we could have said on on, on um, technology and whatnot. But the, the, the basic point is if you're online and you're. Doing any kind of interaction with people, even on truly secure platforms. I mean, like if, if not if any Mark decides to write us out and, and unlock his phone, then 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 the agencies are gonna get everything we're saying on signal. So
0: mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. Hi so Mark. Well, Hi <laughs> hey Mark. Yeah. <laughs> don't say anything on signal. Don't say anything on signal that you don't want basically the entire world to know. Don't say things, you know, don't say things behind closed doors that you wouldn't say in public is it and you know if you think about it isn't that kind of what baseline morality has always been you know don't don't run your mouth and don't say things behind closed doors that you aren't willing to say in public that you aren't willing to say to somebody's face I think that's very good advice
1: yeah it used to be the the phrase is man I wouldn't say that if I were you yeah (laughs) now it's just a matter of I wouldn't post this online if I were you (laughs)
0: Yep, let us all learn from Johnny Depp.
1: <laughs> Indeed. So this this that was a big tangent off the Roe v. Wade uh, bullet point, and and that was to set up something you were, you mentioned earlier about the religious and their role in society after the Great Restoration.
0: Well, what what made me think about all this is that um, Naomi Judd, whose actual name was Diana Judd, um, committed suicide. Apparently, she blew her brains out. Um, and it's very sad because I remember when the Judds first came out in 1983. I was quite small when they first came out, and I remember I remember their their early hits, and they were really quite good. They were they were quite good indeed in those early days. And um, the thing that pisses me off about the whole Naomi Judd situation is that you could see this coming for years. This woman had been just absolutely mutilating herself. Her face was just a disaster. Um, and I, and I wonder if the fact that when she looked in the mirror, there was just an absolute monstrosity staring back at her every day, if that didn't, if that didn't help, um, hasten or bring about her, her blowing her brains out. Um, and the thing that pisses me off about it is that you know they're talking about oh you know our mother had mental illness and and she fought the good fight and she'd been struggling with mental illness for many years and da 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 da, da. and and talking about this no oh, is so debilitating and and so on and so forth and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking well it wasn't so debilitating that she wasn't able to get in the car and drive down to the plastic surgeon's office and go through all of the rigmarole and preparation and planning to get her face repeatedly mutilated. And she had people helping her do this. I mean, presumably her daughters, her family, I believe she was civilly married. I believe she, her, she had a husband. Um, she'd been married to that guy for something like 30 years. Um, who, who's driving her to the hospital to get her face mutilated? Who's picking her up from the hospital and bringing her home and taking care, care of her after she's had her face mutilated?
1: And who's saying, honey, you look fabulous after oh, she comes you home. Oh, you look
0: great. Okay, so your mother's mentally ill. You know this. She's massively depressed. Um, and then she presents herself one day and says, I'm I'm going to go get, uh you know, my face cut on. And everybody says, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm sorry. This is... this. Is, People are just full of crap. And then you look at um, the younger daughter, Ashley Judd. She's on exactly the same trajectory. Ashley Judd was on Star Trek The Next Generation in the early 90s. Um, It was the first time she... It was her first acting job ever. And she was absolutely gorgeous. She was a... And she had a very unique beauty. She; It wasn't just... She didn't look like... You know every other hollywood starlet she had a very unique beauty she, she had brown has, hair well she was brunette but her fa- her face is beautiful in the early 90s you look at pictures of her at the naomi judd uh quasi funeral induction into the country music hall of fame and i, I mean ashley judd looks like a monster She looks like an absolute monster. She's done exactly the the same damn thing that her mother's done with this facial mutilation. Who is facilitating this? Who is enabling this? How is it not criminal to have someone in your family that is that severely mentally ill that you are then helping them to go mutilate their faces? How, how, who are the doctors? Why are the doctors who are doing this not sitting in prison? And why isn't um, Naomi Judd's family members? Why don't they have some culpability in all this? Who the hell is taking her to the plastic surgeon to get her face mutilated? No wonder she blew her brains out. If I look, if I look like a monster like that and you can't take that back, once you do that to yourself, you can't walk that back you 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 wake up every morning you go you look in the mirror and you look at yourself and you're a monster. Naomi Judd was a monster. And yeah, I'm not surprised she killed herself. And then everybody's gonna sit around. It's like, Oh, well, you know, she fought the good but she fought the good battle against mental illness. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. And you know what, and her family didn't help her at all. Her family were helping her to harm herself. When is anybody going to be held responsible for any of this? See, when you've got someone who's as mentally ill as Naomi, and again, her name wasn't Naomi. That's another red flag when people start changing their names like that. (coughs) And I'm not talking about like biblical our Lord changing Simon's name to Peter and things like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this modern trend, this pagan trend of, oh, I've got to change my name. Um, that's a red flag right out of the chute. So, you know, you've, you've got this woman and she's that severely mentally ill. It used to be the domain of the church to help take care of these people. There were mental asylums. There were insane asylums. And if you needed to, if there was someone who was so crazy that they wanted to mutilate themselves like Naomi Judd or like any of these transvestite people, if you are that mentally far gone, you need to be put in a mental institution for your own protection, for your own safety, so that you don't end up like Naomi Judd that you've turned yourself into a monster and then you blow your brains out. You know who else is uh, who, I mean, it's kind of macabre. I'm not trying to start a death pool or anything, but another person who is wildly mutilating their face to the point of just utter monstrosity, and it will not surprise me, at any point, if you open, you know, your news feed and see that this person is dead by their own hand within the next few years, is the dread strumpet chicconi Madonna. Madonna is an absolute monster. She's just mutilating and mutilating and mutilating her own face to the point where, I mean, it's it's. It's a horror. It's a horror show to look at this happening to somebody and nobody around her will do jack to to stop it, to get her the help that she needs to protect her from herself. These doctors will take her money and they'll keep cutting on her and all of her children and all of these people around her, they'll all facilitate it too until she's in the grave and it will almost certainly be by her own hand and we were talking about this and you can kind of sort of put michael jackson sort of in this in this category although you made the point that the anesthesiologist who was putting michael jackson under general anesthesia basically every night that was the only way jackson could sleep that that doctor was the one who actually killed him but it's it's kind of related. It's a, it's a species of suicide. Even further far removed would be somebody like Prince, who killed himself accidentally with um, prescription drugs. He didn't he didn't commit suicide consciously, but he killed himself with drugs it's it's stuff like that you know nobody is is doing anything to help these people and there's nowhere to put them and there's no way how do you get naomi judd committed i mean she's walking she's talking i i had uh i had a situation like this i had a, a man who was insane who got fixated on me on the Internet and started sending me um, pretty threatening handwritten letters detailing how he was going to come and kidnap me. And this is when I was still living in um, in Lone Tree, Colorado. So, I mean, he had my exact he had my exact address and and driving directions because I put that all out there. And um, he was detailing how he was going to come and he was going to kidnap me and he was going to take me to Central America and I would give him three children and they would be named this, this and this. And so I'm looking at this and I say, okay, this, this guy is absolutely insane. He's completely insane. He's signing his name to all this. It was very easy to find him i find i find him on the internet and then i find his children i find uh two of his children and so i said well i'm just gonna pick up the phone and call the kids and and explain to them what's going on here and just see what they say and you know see if they're aware of of this kind of behavior and it was the saddest thing because they were like oh oh my gosh thank you so much for calling please please will you call the police and file a police report please we need you to do this because we've been we've been going to court, we've been trying to get him committed, we've been trying to get him mental mental health care that he needs, and we and we can't do it. The, as, if, as long as a person walks into the courtroom, they're dressed, they're speaking comprehensible English, the courts will not do anything. They will do nothing, and it doesn't matter how crazy they are. And so they were like, would you please do us a solid and call this and such police department and file a report so that we can at least take this before the judge and say, look, this is this is what's going on. He's now threatening to kidnap people, you know, and I did it. I, I it was it, and it, it's something that I had really not stopped and thought about that people could be in a position like that where. The, they needed somebody to literally be filing police reports on their own family members but it's it's the same thing here where even if even if you even if you have people around you who recognize that you're insane the courts won't won't commit you and there's nowhere to go anyway there aren't any insane asylums there aren't any catholic mental health facilities about the about the closest you can get is to some sort of a rehab facility, and those are all most of those are horrible pagan um, money grubbing establishments. They're not really invested in in helping people in the way that the church was for centuries and centuries helping people who were mentally ill. There's nowhere for these people to go, but the whole Naomi Judd thing it just brought that to the fore, and it makes me very very angry that you know, it's, she's almost being painted as a saint, and she fought this brave battle against mental illness. She didn't fight it at all. She was fully participating in it, and and her people around her were enabling her, and they're not heroic. It's, it's, It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, and just terribly terribly sad and and of course the other thing is, is you know you have to canonize everybody so she mutilates herself and blows her brains out and she's looking down at us from heaven i'm sorry kids nah uh. Uh-uh.
1: yeah you beat me to it again
0: sorry <laughs> but so that's that's my naomi judge rant made me sad but we will uh we'll put in the show notes there is in i think it was in 83 they went on Austin City Limits. It was one of the first things that they ever did. And they sang, "What what is the name of that song? A Mother's Smile, I think. Absolutely gorgeous. We'll put that in the show notes, just if you wanna watch it. And then the other thing we'll put in the show notes is when the first time that they appeared on the Tonight Show, I mean, I'm talking the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, because it's like 83 or 84, and they were fantastic. And it was it was just them. It was just the two of them with Winona playing the guitar. And again, her name isn't Winona. Her name is Christina. Um, but with uh, Winona playing just just acoustic guitar, and they they sang what was it? It's a uh, tell me about the good old grandpa. Tell me about the good old days. And I mean they they nailed it and. Johnny Carson was almost crying and called them over and they did an entire uh, Did an entire interview and it was it was really charming and they were genuinely talented and it it, it just makes me angry and The other thing to remember about them is that they were basically pagans um, they've been into this new-age crap and and Naomi was marketed Naomi had mental health books self-help books they were obviously ghost written she had a she had a self-help book published called um aging gratefully not aging gracefully but aging gratefully obviously ghost written and here's this woman who is mutilating her face and ends up blowing her brains out being marketed by the corporate publishing establishment as as someone who's in a position to give somebody advice about mental health and aging well. It's just, it's, it's so disgusting. And oh, the other point about this that came up is, um, I think Nurse Claire pointed out that at the pictures from um, the Country Music Hall of Fame induction, which was the day after she shot herself, Ashley Judd, who's this rabid pro-abort Horrible witch feminist is wearing a green scapular, and everybody's like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Well, I said, "I'm I'm not going to say anything about this because it's it might be. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up here." And sure enough, I mean, Naomi Judd's body is is still cooling down, and Ashley Judd writes writes an essay when the supreme court leak happened somehow tying her mother's suicide to abortion and how horrible it is that women will have the right to choose taken away blah 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 and i'm just sitting there thinking you know you idiot don't you realize that 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 diana judd got knocked up when she was a senior in high school that with um uh winona whose name is actually christina and it, it doesn't even occur to these people that if abortion had been legal diana judd almost certainly would have contracted the first degree premeditated murder of of her daughter, Christina, who is now called Winona. I mean, does she does it never occur to them that what you're doing is you're calling for the fact that your older sister should have been murdered by your mother? And tying this in somehow, I don't even know what the connection was. i didn't I didn't read the essay, but trying to tie this all together, your mother's suicide and the fact that abortion, um unrestricted up until up until the moment of birth must be a made a universal human right especially in the united states and you just shake your head at these people and just think what what in the world can they possibly be thinking but yeah she was wearing a green scapular but i have no idea what that was about because she's still very much on the baby slaughter bandwagon sadly so there's that
1: and I was kind of wondering, too, Is could there be any, you know, demonic trace there? Where, where I, I don't know, what a demon want to wear a green scapular just to kind of be in the face of anyone who even recognizes yeah. what it is?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll keep an eye out and see if we see anything more about it. Um, and they, I don't think they were ethnically Catholic. Now, Ashley Judd's father is ethnically Italian. That last name is um, Ciminella, C-I-M-I-N-E-L-L-A, which is clearly Italian. So that would imply that he was, a, that the father was at least baptized Catholic at some point. But of course, um, Naomi divorced him very, very early on. So, um, I don't know, but it's, uh, all very strange, all very sad, and frankly, all very infuriating. Another thing to look forward to after the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, yes, I think there probably still will be um, mental illness and things like that, because I don't think the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is promised to cure um, original sin and, you know, the fall. I don't think it's going to be that great. I think there will still be people with mental illnesses who need help, but there will be, once again, um, nuns and sisters whose vocation it is is to help with health care and even mental health care. So another thing to look forward to.
1: And uh, exorcists will be more active in their ministry as yes. well. I, I yes. wonder how, how many of the people who um, are or need to go to or and, and, or should yeah would need to go to uh, an insane <laughs> asylum. Whether, I wonder how many of those really should you should be seeing a priest either for yeah. uh exorcism or just spiritual counseling mm-hmm. uh not not every case of um alleged mental illness is is a case of of, of the demonic but some of them are, some it, could, of them are. it could be as yeah. simple as as attachment to sin that that's not oppression or 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 possession it's just attachment to sin makes you do strange things as well mm-hmm. and yeah. it the to my perspective, talking about the the Judd family and 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 their issues, which I didn't know that to to a great degree because I'm not really into into country music, uh, it, it it strikes me as being not knowing that much about the family. They seem to be like one of the more normal groups. Um, so I got to imagine how much more worse are some of the other families like like the Jacksons or oh yeah some of the other oh, yeah. Hollywood, uh, the Spears family, anybody who went through the the, the Disney grooming, I mean, uh, talent development pipeline, that that's, that's a mess and a half there.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well said. And you're right, it was the thought would be that because it was country music, and there was more of a purity, but then at the same time, remember, when they came up, they came up in 83. And so they hit I mean, the 80s were hanging in there, but things were definitely starting to degrade culturally. And then you get into the 90s and all bets are off with the sodomy and everything. And yeah. At,
1: at least in the 80s, there were still an acknowledged sense of right and wrong.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: By the time the 90s come around, the notion of is there even right and wrong was open to debate.
0: That's right. Yep. So the timing was bad for them. They hit it. There was, there was A lack of health there to start with, there was clearly they were not. There was a detachment from the church, and it's boy. And when when you've got that against you, and then you've got nobody around you that's willing to help you. In fact, they will facilitate you in your mental illness. Um, If if I were if I were Christina slash Winona or Ashley Judd boy you you've got a lot to repent for because i think that at least partially it has to be said that naomi judd's blood is partially on their hands they she wasn't being taken care of she was obviously wildly mentally ill and it could be argued right now that ashley judd is wildly mentally ill too the way she's mutilating herself so winona judd if do you want your sister's blood on your hands too uh, step in and do something about it. Step in and do something about your sister who is mutilating herself and is clearly on the same suicidal track as your mother was.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how to follow that one up. I, yeah, d- I didn't I have any know. more. I didn't have any more bullet points, but um, I was kind of hoping to <laughs> end on something a little bit more happy than that. And, and yes, like like you said, after the triumph of the immaculate heart of Mary, those of us who are still alive. Um, if any of us listening are still alive, I mean, the, based on the Catholic prophecies, it's, there's going to be a lot of people dying. Yeah. But I, I don't think, uh, it, as you mentioned, it's not like mental illness is going to go away. I think we're all still going to be operating on human nature 1.1.1. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to get a, an upgrade. Uh, not, not till the end of time. And even then, it's not really upgraded. It's just perfected, and it, it's just an eternity at that point. So
0: restored, restored. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: mean, it's, it's locked in um obviously human nature 1.0 that's the the way god made it uh original mm-hmm. justice with with adam and eve 1.1 was the the upload the, the the service pack that was they thought it was an upgrade the knowledge of good and evil service pack
0: uh, ah yeah, good good metaphor there yes
1: and then 1.1.1 1 was god limiting the duration of the human species to 120 years to limit how, how much sin they could do
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> indeed
1: I think I think that's the final version now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course, grace perfects nature, so that that that's you know through through the Redeemer that was uh, that was somewhat available in the in the in the Old Testament, um, not not to the same degree of mercy that we have in in the current Testament, and maybe that's the that's the positive thing to, to look at here at the end of the at the end of the episode is that through the sacraments, through you know being able to uh, uh, to to. To go to sacraments, to have our sins forgiven, to grow in grace, to receive Jesus sacramentally, mm-hmm. this perfects nature. It doesn't erase the the faulty service pack uh, that we have, but it 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 makes it harder for us to fall to those inclinations that are there in nature, in, in our nature, as a result of original sin.
0: Indeed, so go to confession and go to mass.
1: Yes, build yes. build the build the habits of virtue. And 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 uh, something you touched on earlier was was. Um, uh, the virtue of joy, and mm-hmm. and I, I forget exactly the context it came up in, but it, it was the, you know, one of your favorite words, conciliance. I was just talking to a friend of mine last night, and the topic of joy came up, but it was in the top in, in the in the context of the Psalms, and David after he has fallen, he's uh, committed fornication with 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 um, whoever it was, Bathsheba. and sent right, and and sent um, sent her his his husband off to die in the battle, and he when when he. And his act of of repentance and asking God to forgive him he also says and give me joy as well which is an interesting thing to think about most most of the time uh, if we have the misfortune to sin it's, I I just want the sin removed and you mm-hmm. don't think you don't think to say well give me joy as well because a joyful person does not have the the inclination to sin if if ah, you if yeah. you if you are in a guilty state and you have that guilt removed you still know you did something wrong. You still ha- have a tendency to kick yourself. It's like, yeah, I know. I, I that I've gone to confession, and 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 I, I'm no longer, you know, uh, what I'm, I'm no longer a hair's breadth from from going to hell. But the the idea of you got to be joyful because God didn't put us here to be miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't put us here to, to look at the mirror and say I got to cut my face. He, we're supposed to be joyful. And and it's if,
0: a it's a nuanced question because you're supposed to um as you advance in the spiritual life and you advance in sanctity you you realize more and more how grave the sins of your past life were but at the same time at the same time both and this is this is very Catholic God does not want you to be just paralyzed um, and in fact, what Supernerd just said, he wants, you, he wants you to be happy. He wants you to have a capacity for joy. So you both are able to look back at your sins and be repulsed by them and be disgusted and, and horrified by how much they have offended God. But at the same time, I mean, talk about you know God being the ultimate psychotherapist talk about getting on with life and moving on and being able to recapture joy and experience joy while at the same time acknowledging the sins of your past. This is it seems to me that this is probably what psychotherapists are chasing. All they're chasing is is catholicism. They're just they're just chasing the, the practice the standard practice of catholicism but of course you know with that, what they're trying to do is get get to the same thing they're trying to get people to a position of joy by telling them that their sins aren't sins or d- denying that there's any such thing as sin at all that there's an excuse for absolutely everything that you do and therefore go ahead and be happy because um, either there is no sin or you're not culpable for anything that you've done, which is exactly wrong. You just have yeah. to
1: accept yourself the way you are, Anne.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And so, and then, of course, not only does that not help, It it puts you into a downward downward spiral, so that lo and behold, you have to keep going back and back and back and back to the psychotherapist. And so, but then you'd say, well, isn't that just the same racket that the church the church is running? Because you have to keep going back and back and back to confession. We're all constantly going to confession. Yeah, but when you're you keep going back to confession and you know, if you're doing things right, and if you're advancing in sanctity, your confessions go from theoretically being mortal sins to what priests uh, describe as being pelted with with pieces of wet popcorn, you know. You should notice it about yourself, that when you first convert or revert, that your confessions are for a lot of people it's pretty serious and bad stuff And then as you advance in sanctity, um, it, the, the things that you're confessing objectively on an objective scale are probably lesser sins. So for example, you know you you start out when you first convert or revert that you're confessing legit mortal sins and then you get to the point where most of your confessions are venial sins. And that's, that's exactly where you want to be. And if you're advancing and moving forward in sanctity like that, you're looking back at the sins of your former life and you're more and more disgusted by them. But you're, you're more and more joyful because you've hopefully left that all permanently behind. You know that you're forgiven. Um, and you have everything, you have literally everything to look forward to because you have the beatific vision to look forward to. And so... It's it's that combination of both and that's that's exactly what everyone is chasing and that's why Catholicism is true. It makes sense. It works. But you have to put in the effort. If you refuse to put in any effort, then sorry, there's there's nothing I can nothing I can do to help you. And there are people who just expect. Uh, apparently, there are people who just expect God to drop everything in their lap, show up at their house with a PowerPoint presentation, et cetera, et cetera, and. I mean, you got to put in a modicum, a modicum of effort, and
1: well, he sort of did. That was the Sermon on the Mount, wasn't it? We've we've got a best-selling book around that somebody can pick up and read about it. Just because it wasn't book PowerPoint, of all
0: time. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. It was a
1: powerful point, but it wasn't
0: PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, I lobbed a grapefruit at you there, didn't I? <laughs> well done, well done. Well, on
1: that joyful tone, I think I should jump on the opportunity to wrap up the podcast. Okay. The email address for the podcast, where you can send feedback, comments, suggestions, or other good good news items for wrapping up the podcast. I have no other snarky items to add to that list. The email address is podcast at barnhart.biz. Anne expresses her profound gratitude to all of her benefactors. And there is at least one benefactor mass at every single day. That's a traditional Catholic um, Mm -hmm. mass. And also, once every week, there is a traditional Catholic Latin Requiem mass for everybody who died benefactor or not in the previous week. Please take a moment to join your intentions with these priests and also to pray for these priests. As much as the crazies are already attacking Catholic churches and Supreme Court justices over the topic of abortion, they're going to attack the, the good priests as well. Um, yes, and the
0: anti-pope is attacking all of the, you know, Ecclesia Dei and and other traditional and all the diocesan priests as well who are saying the traditional mass. So, they're just getting it from every direction, so oh, pray and for the them.
1: pre the pre attacks have been going on as well, and and we always put out the 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 recommendation: get confessed, stay confessed, and and uh, grow in virtue, so you don't have to go to confession. To paraphrase, I, I know I've used this phrase before. A priest used go to, to
0: confession, say, so you don't have to go to confession. exactly. <laughs> go to
1: confession before you have to go to confession, so you don't have to go. Don't to confession. have to go to confession. Yeah, right. But still, it, it, where this becomes more salient is that um, I, I know that for, for a couple of the ecclesia day groups. Uh, priests are getting picked off with, with spurious allegations. And mm-hmm. once this happens, they get their faculties pulled. They can't operate as priests in, in, in dioceses anymore. And they so, some of them get the choice. Do you want to just go sit on the bench or do you want to be laicized and go do something in the world? And it's about 50-50 from what I've heard wh- yeah. what what the choice is, is happening these days. So, um, yeah, we may, we may see the the big hammer come down on Ecclesia day and, and they all have to make that choice. Um, I don't know. There's, there's definitely dark times ahead. So pray for the priests. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Satan's got their name and number and he's coming after them. And if, if they're in relative peace for the time being, it's probably cause he's got something big planned for them soon. Yep. And don't forget to, to invoke the patron of the, of the podcast, St. Tiny princess. She's, she's a big helper and, and, these and many other uh tasks as well. I, I, I keep getting emails every so often. Hey, I prayed to Saint Tiny Princess and, and about this and I got an answer real quick. It's like Yeah, it's kinda what she does. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh and and you mentioned also the you know, after after the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, the the um religious orders that will come back for doing various acts services or works of mercy including the the sanitarium hospitals don't forget that there still are some uh, mm-hmm. e- even in as crazy as the church is right now and as much as um, people who are, who are identifying as Pope are trying to crack down as on on religious congregations there still are some good ones like the 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 sister servants of Mary who are doing legitimate, legitimate medical work. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's definitely one I'll have to put them in the a, a link to, the, to donate Always, to them. Always, absolutely. Into the show yep. notes as well. Yep. And speaking of donations, I want to thank a few folks who uh, sent some donations in. This is a value for value podcast. If you got some value out of this and would like to return some value, you can go to supernerdmedia.com to learn how to do that. And via the mailbox, Rick sent in a donation and uh, he sent the note, sounds like you get enough dinners out, buy more ammo. Mm,
0: mm, mm-hmm. That's I'll not bu- disagree.
1: The buying ammo is on the, on the list of things to do. It's just I, I need to pay for car repair first. So.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well. Yeah,
1: the, the, the car repair could pay for several thousand rounds of ammo. Yeah, and pretty much any caliber you you name that's 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 been the car repairs this week oh dear. Uh, via Amazon we have a mystery donor I, I don't don't know anything more than that and uh, who who it is it's just a mystery donor some some of these donations if you don't put any identifying information on it it's like I have no idea who you are so and if that's the way you like it then perfect um, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're anonymous to people on, on the internet I'm sure Amazon can figure this out but they didn't tell me Um also via Amazon, I don't know if I mentioned these folks before. Um, I've got, uh, I don't know if I'm fooling myself here or I was just trying to be overly efficient with my, my email inbox. I, I have some rules set up so that, that if a Amazon donation comes in it gets uh, tagged with a certain tag, I might have also had it skip my inbox accidentally. So Chris and Kingsley, I don't know if I mentioned you all before, but um, th- this was from a couple of months ago, so I, I would definitely want to say thank you and make sure that um, I... I Make the thank you on, on the show. And Chris says, and Barnhart rocks, and so do you. Uh, that was the message to Super Nerd. And Kingsley says, maybe get something for Mrs. Nerd. Prayers for y'all. Very good. And uh, Bitcoin, nothing via Bitcoin. Um, but uh, we didn't mention it on this podcast, but uh, talking about uh, uh, the instability of, uh, of things in the world right now, Bitcoin is not exactly a safe place to have have money right now. Uh, no. Uh, it, it has taken a beating, and I don't know if it's – if. If it's actually going to recover, it looks like it's testing the the bottom. It had at 29,000. It may drop and, and turn well south of there. So it's not something you want to put money into for an investment, um, the the money I put into Bitcoin is mainly for playing with podcasting 2.0 and doing doing some of the, the fun stuff there. I don't have investment grade money in it, but um, there's know, firm
0: support at zero, as we used to say in the commodity business. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would I would
1: hope so. <laughs> I don't know if Bitcoin is one of those weird things ca- that can go negative. But,
0: go negative, yeah, uh, yeah. But
1: but for the folks who do have Bitcoin and they've got it at Coinbase, you might want to get off of that platform quickly. That they took a massive drop in shares, and they're talking about. Um, if if that thing goes under, they could actually seize customer funds. And and Coinbase is a platform where it's what's called a well, I get the I get the name screwed up all the time. There's custodial and and semi custodial wallets. the The point is that the keys for uh, the encryption keys for getting access to your Bitcoin balance, the, the, the Bitcoins or the, the bits of them, mm-hmm. Coinbase has those keys. So if you have an account there and you have have um, Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency, Coinbase could actually seize that th- those assets from you.
0: Fun, Which, sounds like MF Global, huh, yeah, it, good it times. Is. So, but then yep. again,
1: Bitcoin being the network it is, it, the, re- the really easy solution to that is you just go log into your Coinbase account and transfer it someplace else, whether it's a Blue Wallet or Moon or some other platform. If, if you're in that situation and you're not sure how to do it, email me and I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. Um, I mentioned on the last podcast that I got an email from somebody saying, asking whether or not I got their Bitcoin donation and I could not figure out who this was. And I, I, I forgot, uh, because I'm the nerd that I am. I forgot that I had set up, um, the ability to do streaming, uh, payments using the lightning network and went and looked up the, the lightning node. And sure enough, there were a couple of, uh, of, uh, anonymous boosts that came through. So if, if, if you are somebody who made that, um, boost on, on the, the podcast, um, I'm not set up to read boostograms yet. So, if there was a message there, I have no idea what it was. Uh, I hope to get there, but um, and again, I mentioned earlier that my my playing around with Bitcoin is is all around exactly this. It's um, I think I've mentioned this before that that uh, with podcasting 2.0 apps, some of them have streaming payment support built into them, mm-hmm. and it uses the Lightning Network, which is way faster and way cheaper than just using the normal on-chain uh, Bitcoin. And I mentioned that uh, the Barnhart podcast is actually set up to be—it's—it's it's value enabled, is the term that's used. So if you, if you have one of the new podcast apps or modern podcast apps, and you uh, have a a Bitcoin wallet attached to that app, and you set up streaming Sats when you're listing or the ability to boost, this podcast will work for that. And somebody figured this out and sent a boost through, and I don't know who it is. So, wow. but I'm hoping that's the He's person. We modern. E- I, I'm my hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that my discovery is oh we got a couple of boosts back in in, in March or April. Um, I'm hoping this is the same person who said did you get my my Bitcoin donation? So if that's if that was you, then cool. And if if that's not what you did, then I'm still confused. So um, you have the email. Well, goodness, me.
0: if you're if you're receiving boosts, you need to get get your act together and get a um, a sound effect that that you can make.
1: Well, you don't if, have one, do you? Uh, there, there's a, the the device that's sitting on my shelf immediately to my left is, is, um, it's a Raspberry Pi and I'm I'm going to be setting up Umbral on that and which, which is beside the point what it really is. But once that's all set up there, the lightning node would be on that device. And there's a, a plug-in module for it called, um, helipad. And, and what, what this all does is that if somebody sends in a boost, it literally makes a sound effect when the boost hits the box. So it's it's the 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 default. I don't know.
0: That might be annoying. I don't know, but it would be funny for a while. It it
1: is kind of funny when when you're listening to a podcast where this is enabled and you just randomly in the background hear pew pew, which (laughs) and that's that's the sound effect that's by default on this box when it receives a, a a boost donation. So
0: cool okay. really
1: really long nerdy way of saying that um there's multiple ways to donate to the podcast and if you have any questions just go to supernerdmedia.com and there's more information there than um or there's plenty of information there to to make use of right on and i'm done talking for now okay. um i'll let you do matthew 17:20
0: keep praying every day, fast twice a week if you can. The fourfold intention of the Matthew seventeen twenty intention is that number one, Bergoglio be publicly recognized and removed as anti-Pope and the whole thing be nullified that Pope Benedict Ratzinger be publicly recognized as having been the one and only living Pope since April of 2005, that Bergoglio repent, revert to Catholicism, die in a state of grace, and someday achieve the beatific vision, and we're not rooting for anybody's death. In fact, he needs all the time he can get, and that Pope Benedict Ratzinger repent of anything that he might need to repent of, that he die in the state of grace in the fullness of time, and someday achieve the beatific vision as well. Nothing less will do. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us.
1: Especially today and every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially today. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. And until next time, I am Super Nerd.
0: And I'm Anne. Thanks, guys. God bless. That's current events, baby.